0: Alright lads, how's it going? So, welcome to Absolutely Savage and this week's episode I got to speak to Malcolm Ockert or as you might know him, The Last Gecko So, Malcolm is a musician uh, originally from Scotland based in Cork and he's got some great tunes, you should definitely check him out uh, if you haven't seen him live I would recommend that when everything goes back to normal obviously uh, He was a gentleman to talk to we spoke an awful lot about different things, um, I really enjoyed it, it was a lot of fun. Uh, he's got a great sense of humour, he's got a great mind, and to hear about where some of the songs that I really really enjoyed by him came from, where the inspiration came from, how he, where he was at that point in his life, stuff like that was great to hear. So this is my interview with Malcolm, I hope you enjoy it, and again thanks so much for your support lads. It's really helping me out. Thank you.
1: So um my guest is uh Malcolm Okers from Lost Gecko. How are you, bud? All right, man. Okay. So we're in a very strange time as we were just talking about. Uh to do with COVID, to do with everything. Uh you were saying you're going absolutely mad over everything. How has the lack of gigging affected you personally?
2: Not I suppose the lack of gigging is just a personal thing, isn't it? It's just the fact that it's just part of Irish culture and court culture and like um been here like 12 13 years now and it's just been everything everything I've done here is revolved around music in the pubs and playing music and just being around people that play music in the audience as well and when like 80 percent of what you do here is revolving around that it's just a great loss isn't it like it's just something that it's just a loss um yeah, and I'm, I'm sure, like every other musician, every musician's feeling exactly the same thing, and um, just took it for granted, really. You know, just took it a lot for granted, mm. just rocking up up at a pub, setting up, chatting to everyone, having the crack for three and a half hours, having more crack after that, <laughs> and then going home feeling absolutely wrecked, and getting up the next day feeling like you did a great job or a crap job, and. Just getting the feedback and then knowing that you're going to do the same next weekend. And yeah, just absolutely just missing all that.
1: Yeah, it, it is and in a lot of ways it's a dream uh, to be able to do that kind of stuff and as you say you take it for granted but even people who just had been going to pubs to see live music stuff like that they took it for granted too I mean yeah. I fucking I really miss about going to live gigs going to all that kind of stuff it, it was great like even the yeah. relationship you'd have with the guy it was a great crack like everything is, is all a laugh and as you say it's a yeah. big part of Irish culture you know so it's, it, it is a loss definitely massive.
2: yeah massive and, and the fact that there's no there's no end in sight to it and there's you know musicians are struggling big time just to keep their head above water as well financially and yeah yeah it's horrible
1: it is and in relation to uh las gecko like are you working on new (laughs) things at the moment all the time or is are you finding that hard as well like i mean even just to be at home is kind of isolating to be kind of trying to come up with things is tough because you're not going out seeing people you're not going out getting inspiration like that it is tough that way isn't it like
2: yeah, um, and you know, and I love writing stuff, but like we don't have access to the studio now. And I know like everyone's doing it on their own; they've got their own studios in the house and stuff. But I love just the physical aspect of driving to the studio because a lot yeah. of the time, like a lot of the songs I came up with, um, I did on the way to the studio just because something happened on the way, or you just meet someone, you have a little chat, and then suddenly your head starts going and. You're, you're, you know, you've got a kind of a what's, what's the word? Like a focal point. You've got a target to go to. Therefore, just for me, writing that way is easier. Going to the studio and it's just a clay castle's a great place. So, and John's great. Um, so just the atmosphere there just lends itself to just for me just to be creative as well. So yeah, all that's gone. It's gone just now. So um, yeah, it's a strange one. It's, it's not until you said that, like, not until you asked it, I realized <laughs> not writing just playing the
1: same old stuff but yeah yeah because like i mean the only thing that you can think of to even write about in a time like this is isolation stuff like that i know the world is is there's everything is still going on there's still an awful lot of horrible things happening that you can look at and break down but in your own head and in your own experiences it is very tough to come up with anything that's not i went down to the kitchen and got a cup of tea whatever the fuck you know it's 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 a nice letting time for everybody um unfortunately um luckily mm-hmm. for myself I've been able to go to work go to a physical place because uh my job my job is I, I work with medical devices so we have to go to work but I I'm, I'm lucky for that like I'm delighted yeah. that I can go out in the day you know that it, that means a lot to me personally you know
2: just physically somewhere to go to is amazing you know that's soon um, yeah. so we have got, got, got a house here we got the farm next door which is always work Happening on the farm. So, yeah, just absolutely lucky and get to be around animals and animals mm. are really calming as well. So, yeah, that's really good. Um,
1: what the, kind of a farm do you have there, um, Malcolm? Is it a dairy farm or a livestock or what kind of farm is it or tillage or what? Sorry.
2: Dairy farm. Oh, really? Elaine's folks, girlfriends. Yeah, yeah. 52 cows and then there's there's 10 calves just appeared in the last week. So, yeah, it's busy. It's busy that's good
1: but you would actually be and i know people might be thinking like you know yeah that's not very interesting but nature is very good to keep you sane in these times even to go out and see animals in a field go out and see like any sort of interaction with things like that i've uh i've spent time on farms uh over the years and i do i, lo- I love i love seeing the nature of the way cattle act the way just interacting with nature in general is fantastic. It's good for your head. Like people don't yeah, think that, but it is very good for your head. Like, yeah,
2: man. oh, important. And like, even just a cat or a dog or anything, you just like you just sitting next to it and watching it, just totally calm, fed, happy, um, sleeping away. You're like, yeah. I don't want to be you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're you're fucking envious, aren't you? I was I was saying that to my girlfriend over Christmas. I was like, because uh, we had the dog around there, and I was thinking like. He has the best fucking life ever. He gets to sit around and sleep all day. He can just all—all all that's concerning him is company and food, right. nothing else. He doesn't have any mental fucking things going on other than that. Like you know, on. It's a dream. going
2: on. It's a nothing dream. <laughs> <laughs> dream. do not worry about talking to people. Doesn't have to avoid people. No COVID in his head. Yeah, fantastic.
1: Exactly. And Malcolm, I'm just going to go back there. Um, about last Gecko stuff like that. I'm going to go straight back. Could you give me a brief history of how it started, where it started, things like that? Because I'm, I'm quite a fan. I like, I love the music. I love the, the what you're doing with. Oh, sorry, yeah. What you're doing with uh, different styles, things like that is fantastic. But could you tell me where and when it started?
2: Yeah. Well, um, I was talking to Pierce, actually, Pierce McCarthy about it as well. And yeah, he asked me that the same question. And, um, I said I, I keep going to 2006 because or 2007 because that's when I and that's when I moved to Cork. I got a job in Cork and I moved from Spain. Um, so I, I put it back to them, but it, it started in 1994, 93, when I was learning guitar basically and um, listening to Nirvana and Jimi Hendrix and started back then. And um, I was learning electric guitar every Tuesday afternoon after school. At, get on the bus and go to Dundee and get guitar lessons and um well I sat there I sat there and watched them play guitar which was yeah it wasn't great but um <laughs> <laughs> it was still good it was still good I still got lots of it <laughs> um <laughs> um yeah and I went on from there and went to uni after that and um got in a band and we played on campus there for like two years and yeah um, and there's. Part of the reason I had to leave Uri because I was playing too much music and enjoying it too much but that's another story. <laughs> um Yeah and it started back then and then um yeah and I went traveling for a few years after that and then ended up in Spain and um, ended up back in Aberdeen in 2006. I was studying social work in 2006 and then um started a band just because I always gravitate towards the music, doesn't, doesn't matter wherever, mm. wherever, just kind of end up there. And then 2006, yeah, we ended up in a band for about a year and then I wanted to record the songs, and then we just never got around to it. So I just went off and recorded on my own with a music guitar. And then um I did about eight songs, Electrify the Seas, that was called. Um and yeah, and stuck it on MySpace. And I just all all, all I wanted to do was Record an EP or an album, but kind of half an album, I suppose. Yeah. Um, so that was my ambition. That was my ambition, really, just to do that. Um, so I did that, and my buddy Niels, Dutch producer in um, Aberdeen met him through another friend. It was just kind of nice the way it happened, and and then MySpace, it was MySpace generation, so I stuck on MySpace yeah. and didn't think anything of it. And then they come back, and there was people from Sweden and Germany, and in that at that time that was not that was not a kind of that was not a, a normal daily thing you yeah know? it wasn't yeah. especially not for me not for me and just getting all these lovely responses and i'm still in touch with a lot of them now on facebook and stuff so and they're still following the music so it's pretty, that's pretty pretty damn cool you know and that's so after that was doing so well i thought right so maybe do another one and then just kept going really that was it
1: yeah and um that's no but that's great like because as you say back then things weren't as straightforward with you know recognition because of like social media these days it is easy enough to be known we'll say from the point that you can access a lot more people mm. you can pay for even sponsorship stuff like that you can get out there a lot easier you know things like that exactly. and mm. yeah so that that was quite incredible and can I ask you where the name came from because I was always curious about that where the actual name last echo came from because it's it's good it's a great yeah, name, but good. I was wondering you know
2: yeah, people keep saying that as well, and I was like, "Suppose it is." It was just, it was a bit cowardly, actually. I didn't want to. I didn't want to go by my own name. I don't know why. Um, I can't. I, I suppose like everyone had their band names and stuff, so going by your own name was just wasn't wasn't the thing to do. I suppose. Um, so I just wanted to call it something that wasn't me. Which which looking back was silly, because like if I changed it now, I'd have to change. Like, I was I was going to change it back. But if I changed it now, it'd have to like Re- all the rebrand media and everything. And yeah, every, yeah. It's like, yeah, like 10 years of stuff would have to go back over. Which it should be all right too, but um, the lost gecko. So I was in Spain um teaching English. Um, and yeah, I didn't have any Spanish and I went over and just got a job teaching English. Um, so I was learning kind of Spanish. Whilst I was trying to teach English to the kids. So I was learning Spanish off the kids while they, I was teaching them English. Um and lost was I suppose I wasn't really I was traveling, but with no kind of direction in my life really. Um so that was where the loss came from. <laughs> and yeah. the geckos the gecko the geckos were all over Spain every time I went out for a run or went out walking or wherever, in Oviedo in the north. They were just all over the place. So and I love them. I love them. They're little um just the patterns on them and also the fact that if they got a limb chopped off like a tail then um it grew back it grew back so i was thinking that's pretty resilient of a creature because there's that's not many cool. things can do that so yeah
1: my uh my girlfriend is from uh sardinia um lovely part of the world uh but there's a mm. lot of geckos around there there's a, a lot of them and i i was taken it back the first time i went there with her because I, I'd never, I'd never seen yeah. one before in my life. Like, of course I hadn't. I grew up in fucking Cary Tool in Ireland. Like, I, I never saw a gecko <laughs> before. But we were inside in a yeah. bar one night, and I just remember seeing two or three of them go up the wall. And I was like, geez, that's magnificent. Like, yeah. you'd never see that if you were sitting below in banners yeah. in Middleton or something,
2: you know? <laughs> no. Or everyone would be freaking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know they know. They're nice little creatures, they run, Running like, for the doors. Yeah.
1: They're
2: harmless, man. They're great, yeah 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 so yeah that, that was it really and um it just kind of stuck and i didn't change it um yeah and then now people comment on how they like the name so it's like yeah that's
1: cool no it definitely worked out in your favor anyway um there's there's a few particular songs that i um i really enjoy that you've done and there was one you sent me a few years ago that actually uh became a good enough single for yourself and that's race day which i'm a big fan of i really like it um could you tell me about that's that fun. song and what 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 inspired you to write that
2: whoa that one <laughs> um <laughs> i can i can actually see where i was sitting at the time um when i was when i was writing that and it was not in a good place okay. um at all at all um yeah just bro- broken up with, with with the person and it was just uh yeah it was a hard time because um yeah it was a hard time it was a hard time um so a, yeah i just wrote it i wrote it in the space of an hour and yeah i just recorded a little demo um and we never i never really never got back into it until like when it actually when when we actually put it out it's like so I wrote it maybe in 2012 and then didn't record it properly till 2016. Um, but yeah, and it's like, so it's all about mental health and yeah. feeling really crap, isn't it? So just now I'm falling in and out of the day. My mouth is damaging all you could have made. So falling into the, in and out of the day is like when you're, I suppose, what people are doing now, they're functioning but not really functioning, yeah. you know? Um, you're there, but you're not really there. Kind of thing. The day is still going ahead, and you're the day happens whether you like it or not. So you, you know you're either there or you aren't. Yeah, does that can it make sense?
1: No, it does, and it's it's definitely it mm-hmm. is a song um, that I like to. It, it it makes me feel. I think I like to throw it on and just have it on in the background, thinking away. It is definitely an emotional song. What I like about your your type of music in particular, and there's not an awful lot of artists that I do get this from is the instruments themselves are almost an emotion themselves. Do you get a, a feeling a, like it's like, it's telling a story in itself, you know, and that's, that's, that's great. Cause you don't often get that from everybody, you know? And is that, is that something okay. that you like, that you, that you try to do what's the word I'm looking for? Not, not purposely, but that you're, you're trying to tell a story through the instrumental and through uh, lyrics, you know, is that, is that what you're trying to do?
2: Yeah, and like in more recent years, just if if the song basically can stand up on its own on the guitar, then it's great, it's a good song. If it can stand up on its own on the cello, then it's a good song. If it can stand up on its own with just the vocal and the lyrics, then it's a good song. If it can stand up on its own with just the drums, then it's a good song. Mm. So then when you put all them together, then it's going to be good, basically. um. But yeah, yeah interesting that it's interesting because that's kind of developed it wasn't conscious but the more the more we play and the more people say we've got our own sound then it, it is a conscious thing I suppose because we, we played in, um, in Michael Pies there in what was December I think it was December yeah it must be December um, we did that we did that gig online and and one of the guys after one of the techie guys said it sounds like you've got a whole orchestra there with just the guitar and the yeah. cello and I was like that's, that's brilliant that's brilliant And that, that's exactly what you want and then getting to sing over that kind of stuff is just it's just pure bliss really you know so if the music's if the if the music's holding up then yeah we've got something good
1: and um, this is you might you mightn't even probably be remembering this or whatever but I saw you a few mm-hmm. years ago um, it was playing in Middleton and you did a cover of Numb by Linkin Park but the instrumental oh, yeah. for it, I didn't know what you were leading into straight away. And I was like, This sounds fucking brilliant. And then you went into the, you know, the first the first lines, uh, tired of being what you want me to be. And it was I just like, I was just like, This is fucking brilliant. It's such a good take on it. Because I love that song, like, but it was such a good take oh, on man. it, you know. It's very well done, like.
2: Thanks, man. Yeah. Um yeah, that, I think we recorded that only a couple of weeks after Chester took his life. And it was just really, it was, just, it was a raw time, wasn't it? That, yeah, for everyone. And the fact that he'd been in Middleton as well, Chester's visited and
0: yeah, he'd actually, been around
2: the area as well. Like, I, I never knew that, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. we find out from Dave and the, the bunker and Liz Gould, and then we went and recorded it, yeah.
1: Um, oh, no, just bringing it back to the point about Chester Bennington being in Middleton, um, I only heard that after he'd passed away, sadly. Um. And, and absolutely, it's so sad that he was taken to, and the way it happened and everything, because he was he was, he was was mm. such an excellent um, artist. He had such a way, yeah. he had such raw emotion in his voice and was such a great songwriter. It's very sad. But I only found mm. out that he had actually been in Middleton after he'd passed away. And I was like, that's fucking, I, I never would have thought he would have been, you know?
2: Yeah, he got a tattoo done as well, didn't he? And somewhere in one of the tattoo shops. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's incredible. Mm. But, uh, so thanks for that, man. No, no, Jesus, I I, 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 do. I like seeing, um, seeing yourselves live, and uh, you know, as you say, it, it is. That's a great description that the sound lad said to you about, um, like an orchestra behind you, when it is simple enough what you're doing, but the way you're making yeah. it sound is what's incredible. And you don't, I, I don't, I don't know a lot of artists that I get that from other than uh, yourself. And that's that's great to be able to listen to mm. that you know
2: thanks man. thanks it's like some it, it, as well like i suppose i learned growing from the electric and learning electric and then learning acoustic and then um it's like just keeping it, it like it, the better you get on, on an instrument the harder it is to keep it simple um yeah but like it's it's always in the back of my head if i if i just come up with it, just make sure the melody and the guitar and it's simple and Elaine does the same on the cello just keeps it just really just as simple as possible so like if the instruments are simple and it leaves so much space for the vocals and for anything else you want to do you know what i mean yeah. so you've got loads of space but sometimes well a lot of the time you just have to leave the space the space is so important you know
1: there's a song that i want to mention to you here and it's a very recent one and you were talking to pierce about it as you were saying um but it's one that i i heard when it came out straight away and it just took me. Was the smell of pine gives me goosebumps? Because it sounds oh, cool. very, very. um, It sounds like a, a beautiful song about nature, and that's not exactly what it is. And could you explain that one for me? Because that's I, I love, I love it. <laughs> just tell me exactly what what inspired you to write that one.
2: Thanks, man. Um, yeah, so it's 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 one of those ones where I, you just come up with that melody and go. Um, I hope nobody has written this already and just <laughs> <laughs> I've done that before I, I, one of my, I suppose one of the first songs I, I wrote or I thought I'd written when I was like 18 and I was like oh that's pretty cool and then you take it to your friends and go listen to this what do you think and they go that's Coplay, cool, man and you're like <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I was hoping it wasn't one of those moments but it wasn't thank God and then um, yeah we kept working on it and working on it um like i miss home you know i miss scotland mm. like there's no there's no getting around it i just miss it because obviously i grew up there and yeah. spent many years and you know the smell of pines when i was running in the forest through the through the highlands and um not in the highlands so though just running through the forests <laughs> in scotland and this the, <laughs> the smell of pine is something just always got me um and it's not until it's not there that you you realize you're not in that that place. So it's just about that, missing home. Um, but also, yeah, uh, the video and all the, the Black Lives Matter and all the riots and all the Trump stuff. Um, like, when I write songs, I don't, um, I really don't stick to one subject, I think, in my yeah. songs. And, like, I think when I get through through a verse, by the time I get to the chorus, I get, I don't know what it is, maybe it's ADHD, but I get bored with, I get bored with the, um, what I've written. So I want some I want it to be very different in the course. And also I just want to mess with people. Wait, like, <laughs> I've got that. Just wanna you, know, <laughs> you don't want people to get too comfortable. It's kind of like gigs as well. You just you don't want the people to get too comfortable. So you just throw in a Tina Turner song or something. Um, yeah after yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um <laughs> people are like what? They're like, yeah. So yeah, some of that I suppose. Um i, I like I don't do that all the time, but I, I find I don't stick to the subjects throughout the, throughout the whole of songs. But and yeah. then I just write. I suppose I just write. I just write the words, and then I look at them after and see what they mean. Um, I just, I just kind of. It's, so it's quite a good exercise actually for anyone. I, I I used to teach in class. Like if you just write, just don't think about it and just write and see what comes out, and then have a look at it. Um, done that a few times, and then I thought I was writing about like seesaw. I thought I was writing about a subject, and then. Maybe a year or two later, I'd look at it and go, yeah, it's not about that at all. It's about this. So, yeah. yeah. And probably if I did that now, I'd look, I'd look back on the songs and they'd find the same. So, yeah. It's about that smile upon gives me goosebumps and it's about riots. And, um, yeah.
1: Yeah, because, you know, we do live in a very kind of scary world at the moment. Um, It's it's, it's gotten worse progressively worse over the last few years, especially. Um, as you say, all that stuff with Trump that's going on, even even as he's leaving office, it's still fucking going on and all this kind of stuff. And, and I try not to bring everything back to to Trump because it's been coming up a lot lately, yeah. especially on this show. But you can't ignore what's going on in the world, man. And it's it's fucked up like, isn't it?
2: Well, it's like everyone ignored it in Germany, didn't they? In nineteen twenty three. And then what Hitler did and they tried to take over the parliament just to see what would happen and it's the same stuff like if you if you just look at it like that that parallel then like you have to be watching it if you're not watching it then like i don't know we have to just have to know what's going on and then if you know what's going on you want you need to talk about it isn't it you need to talk about it so you can verbalize it so you can like to realize it's actually happening it's actually real what's happening and yeah um, Consequences of what is happening. It's not over yet. He's only got a week, and it's not over. Like he no, was, it's not. He saw the news and the posters and stuff, and I was following the impeachment stuff. And for me, it's really important just to know what's happening, like in every all the countries in the world, and generally what's happening. It's just really important, isn't it? Just have the knowledge, yeah. so when it happens, you can go, "Yeah, that was coming.
1: <laughs> I knew it, and you didn't." Um, that's the thing. Like, yeah. is that. Uh, but th- that's what it is, is history has to remind us um we've had like we've had fellas like trump throughout the years i mean fucking hell any any kind of guy who's gotten to power over fear uh on, on based on people's ignorance stuff like that it's it's the same pattern all the time and it's sad, it, it's mm. just sad sometimes i think that we're still we're we're in 2021 now and we're still having something like that going on or somebody who's Getting that much power from that amount of hate speech. I'm hoping that America does heal from this because I've got family in America, stuff like that, and it's it's tough going then. like do you know.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I can't. I, but every every little bit I what I'm watching and how worried the media are and how worried everyone is, and you can you just you just get the sense it's not going to end well. Um, no, or it's not even going to end. Everyone thinks Biden's yeah. going to come in and it's going to end. It's not going to end with Biden coming in. You know, well, that's
1: the thing. So. Well, the one thing that Donald Trump has left behind is a group of supporters who believe they were wronged. And that's what he's thats what he's driven into people is that you've been wronged. You've had something taken from you. And that's what will be left behind now, when he's gone. I know people can say he's gone, he can't do anything, but he's still left behind that bitter feeling. And that's what's going to be dangerous for people but yeah. we, we just have to learn we have to try and go forward and that's um as you say like you 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 say these, you do these things in songs to remind people of what went wrong before and why inciting hate things like that is just not going to fucking help anyone like you know
2: yeah but the people doing it don't see it like that i think that's the that's that's the issue isn't it they they, they see it as they've been wronged and they actually really see it like that it's not like you can change their mind it's yeah. like they feel that like they've been wronged, and something has actually happened there, which is, um, yeah, yeah, and 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 arguing with them online or wherever is not gonna, it's not gonna change their mind. Like it's not. And the way I look at it is, and it's the same with
1: anything. We all have our opinions. We all have our different things <clears throat> based on, you know, different life experiences, based on all sorts of uh, where, where you're from, what you had to deal with, things like that. We're not going to get anywhere by shouting at each other and calling each other names or, you know, doing all that. We're not going to fuck. Like, I mean, even if, I'm, uh, even if you're not one of these people who's like, ah, oh, you know, like, you have to be a bit tough or whatever. But, like, if somebody shouts at you and tells you you're wrong and, and if you think you're right, that's not going to make you change your mind. <laughs> of course it's not. Like, we have to try and understand each other a bit more before we can have that conversation of trying to change each other's minds, you know?
2: I agree but then when you see the riots on Capitol hill and the way they were the actual background footage people's mobile phones um the, the, how aggressive they were towards the media um and people they didn't want there that was uh, for me that was the first time I'd actually seen it in real real time on real footage and yeah you're like wow that's that's uh,
1: yeah, yeah and the the saddest part about it is that people will lose their lives over things like this. Um there was a police officer lost his life uh the other day um trying to defend against the uh rioters. Um now he's just one of many people who lo- lose their lives in situations like this. But it's sad that you can come out and like people can come out and defend Trump if they want and say, Oh, he didn't incite anything or whatever. At the end of the day, people lost their lives because he was being petty over losing an election. That's the fucking simplistic of it normal people are losing their lives unfortunately that's the scary part about all this you know
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there's no comeback from saying he didn't and i mean there's absolutely no comeback no him and uh donald jr and giuliani they all they did it they did it in one space of 10 minutes
1: exactly and that's what's dangerous and we've seen it before as well anyway we're going to fucking move away from that because i'm sick of hearing about it to be (laughs) totally honest with you man and it's just it's too it's too you can go on about it all day but look we just have to hope that things don't end up as bad as they do um we'll go back to uh you were saying that you miss scotland an awful lot and uh, i've actually been to scotland Mm. a good few times um and i I, love i think the scottish and the irish have a similar way of doing things a similar sense of humour and there's similarities in the culture Absolutely. would you agree with me there on that?
2: Well I'd have to ask my mum she's, uh, she's <laughs> from Dublin so I'd have to get her permission to comment on that <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely yeah I totally agree with that I mean I feel like, like i miss Scotland but I feel at home here like every time I was abroad or wherever we went to Finland or wherever um and then even when I went to Scotland, when I come when I was coming back to Cork, I felt I was coming home. So um there's just a you can't explain I can't explain that really. That's just the way it is. So um. Yeah. In
1: relation to that was uh I met a group of Scottish and English lads there. Uh, out in Middleton last year or the year before, they were working here in Ireland for a few weeks. You know, good crack now out in the pubs, like they'd be well able, you know. But there was a there was a few English lads there, and there was a particular lad, John from Glasgow, that I was getting on with mad. Uh, my girlfriend couldn't understand the fucking word he was saying, unfortunately. But um, he was <laughs> he was chatting to me about. Um, just about things away forever. and I said do you know what the do you know what want the scottish and the irish have in common and I said what I said we both love drinking we both hate the fish <laughs> he was straight on that you know nah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there's that common uh, common thread yes <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know but look, yeah, it's, it's all not, a bit of i've never I, uh, it's a bit of crack until you go to the Rangers Celtic football matches and then yeah <laughs> yeah um, like oh, I was in Sterling um, I was at Sterling Uni and um, the night Braveheart came out um, in the cinemas um, in Sterling there were many many um, students who were English and people English in Sterling that got a good old uh, kicking <laughs> so sentiment's still there like that's still there doesn't matter like that i know it's like 20 years on now but i'm con- i'm convinced that sentiment's still there absolutely and it's probably been it's probably been fired up by the old boris that mm. Edstrom or johnson you know so <laughs> go on sorry. sorry
1: sorry but i'm cutting across you mad there um what well, i was no. all i was saying was literally like you know i i made that comment there or whatever but in all seriousness um there is still that sense of divide there which i don't like because i, I don't actually think that way you know and people most people don't fucking think that way yeah. but there is that yeah. hate being incited again <laughs> from boris johnson you know and people like that
2: yeah yeah but i think the history over here is a lot more painful than um like I think it's just different, isn't it? Because the English just tried to take over Scotland and send us running from the hills. I suppose they did the same in Ireland. But what they did with the, the during the potato blight was just absolutely horrendous. I, I, I only understood that recently watching Liam Neeson's thing on yeah. um, RTE of the famine. And I, I was like, wow, I didn't realize the extent of it and the cruelty and all that stuff. And then um, and the Indians sending money to Middleton and and they were they were yeah. absolutely starving for themselves and they put all they put money to the, for the Irish and stuff. I was like wow, my head was blown by all that. Really, um, I, I'd say I know more about the Irish history than I do actually Scottish history to be honest, because mm. we never learned we never got Scottish history at school.
1: Yeah. Irish history is very important for people, um, and I like I like to see people. Now I don't like people taking as you say the wrong message from history um because i'm i'm very patriotic irish and i'm very interested in irish history and of course the things that happened uh over the years were awful the uh the tyranny everything was absolutely terrible for people but um i do love of to course. learn about it and i think it's very important for young irish people especially to take an interest in this sort of thing um because it's it's part of our it's part of our heritage yeah hmm but what I was not saying true. is people take the wrong message sometimes from history of yeah, we should we should hate the English so, or we should whatever. And it's like, no, like that's that's just not breaking the cycle, man. We don't we don't need to keep going on with all this kind of um acknowledge yeah. the things that happened. Same as anything. Acknowledge the, the oppression, anything that happened, but try to be better yourself and try to move on and try to to learn about how to be better yourself and how to how to make the future better for people you know
2: absolutely i mean that for me traveling that's why traveling is so important and my folks drummed it into us and like I, I was in four different schools i think growing up and so that's four different cultures really i mean scotland likes a small place but every place you go is different Same in ireland like if you go from caractool to middleton to cove to watergrass hill they're all different places you know so um so little mini cultures um so that for me traveling is so important so as soon as i got the chance i was i was off and every chance to get i'm off uh, traveling and when you got music as well it's just so it's just a great way to meet people as well and then to learn about their cultures and then you can compare and then you know have some great conversations about it so yeah yeah how
1: much of your music came from other cultures? And, you know, as you say, you traveled an awful lot. You you lived in different uh, places around the world. How much did you take from other cultures that into your music? Or did you take an awful... Was it all came from home? Or did you take an awful lot from, as you say, Finland, Spain, places like that, you know?
2: Yeah, and Ireland. And, like, just the freedom. Like, my first week in Ireland, or in Cork, sorry, I was in the... Uh, What's it called? Thirsty Scholar on Western Road has been gone a long time now, but like my first week, my first Sunday there, I went in and there was a session on, and it was just absolutely jam packed of from everyone, in, everyone that loved music, and there like ten people around this table just playing music, and I've never seen it anything like that in my life, even in Scotland. Um, I'm sure it happens. I'm sure it's happening in some places in Scotland, but not where I was. Um, so just, just being, and then just being invited to play or just being able to go in with your guitar and then just join in was just, just amazing. So just that culture has led me into the, and it took me, I took me a good two, three years, I think, to actually play a gig. So, you know, just from playing those little sessions, it kind of just developed that way, really. And just seeing all these, playing with all these wonderful musicians and, and the trad culture as well and all those trad instruments, just incredible. Um, but in recent times we were in finland like the last kind of three years um i did the camino and then i met somebody from finland and I, I i vowed to travel to every single country of all the people i met on the Camino with my guitar and then play some gigs so we got to finland and then we're heading to japan but we never never made it yeah. um yet 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 um yeah. but yeah so we went to finland and Just the space and the expanse and the forests and the trees and the countryside and just our houses as well—they're just full of space and like there's no way that's not going to feed into your music, like or any creative creative thing you do. There's no way it's not going to. So I think I think since that trip, um, yeah, I just remember I was talking to you about leaving space in your songs. I think is, um, yeah, it's just developed from from that. But yeah, yeah, absolutely, and. Like, I was in Kenya and I was in Spain, and um, I'd, hope, I'd, ho- I, I, I'd hope that that kind of feeds into music. I'm not sure the Spanish or the Kenyan bit does, but like, who knows, maybe it does. Um, but yeah, yeah, good question, man.
1: And when I, because I, when you're talking about um, different cultures, different music, whatever, it's actually funny um, for folk music because when I was in Sardinia over the summer, last summer, or the summer before yeah. I don't know this had uh, last year has been a fucking weird one but um <laughs> there was a festival going on and i heard this traditional sardinian typical music playing and i remember thinking uh, that sounds like a fucking trad session below in wallace's what the fuck this is this is weird you know sounding but it's actually so funny where it all culminates yeah. into one and how we are so similar in what we try to play and the type of instruments and everything you absolutely know?
2: absolutely yeah and then in northern spain as well there's gaitas that sound like bagpipes or sound like alien pipes and yeah and they've got these um things that look they're kind of square but they look they sound like baron as well yeah amazing it's amazing And, and and you think you're so far away but we're not we're all connected
1: we're all connected um there's one more song that i want to um talk to you about uh and that's honeycomb that i was listening to it the other day um, could you tell me about that one and what 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 inspired that one? And the instruments in it are absolutely brilliant. Orc- Orchestra, I uh, can't speak English mm. at the moment. Orchestra, like things like that. Mm-hmm. It's fantastically done. You know.
2: Oh, thanks, man. Uh, thank you. Um, we've actually that that song's still in the running in the international songwriting contest. Actually, in the USA. Oh, fair. Yeah, I entered it. I entered it in what? I entered it in March. Yeah. And then I got an email saying, you're through, your your song's still in the running, so um, we'll light a candle for Honeycomb. Um, but that one, yeah, that one, let me think. I think I wrote that one the same kind of time as I wrote Sea Socks, it's in the same tuning, and um, I came up with that, the instrumental bit, um, but like, I, I suppose I come up with guitar parts, and then I... It, it, it's kind of, if I can't find any vocal or anything, then it's either a spoken word or it's instrumental. If I can't find a melody that would fit that. Um, so yeah, I just ended up, the first bit I just ended up instrumental. And then um, came up with that last bit, and I knew it was going to be, I knew I wanted that last bit to be really powerful and really rocking. So I did the guitar bit, and then um, I put the piano on it, and then I did the vocal. And then me and John were like, that's going to be good because yeah. if it's got just like the three instruments in the vocal, and it's like, and it's sounding good, then once you're adding even two notes of some instrument, it's gonna it's gonna sound good. Um, but I had Leo Milan on that as well. Don't know, um, don't know if you know Leo and Tom Jordan. Do you Know them? know they're from. They play around a bit. The blind quotes, So with the blind quotes.
1: I'd probably know him now if I saw him again, but sometimes names um, can escape me. I've had like a sieve yeah. that way. But I'd say I'd say if I saw them, I probably would know them and, I, and I'd probably recognize yeah, their yeah, style yeah. or something, you know. But um, yeah, no, I like that song yeah. an awful lot. Uh, Honeycomb, it takes. Yeah, as I yeah. say, it's um, it, it's 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 very well done. The instrumentals are beautiful. So great that you're doing songs like that. You, think, um, you know,
2: and and do you think it works as a track? Like. You know the vocals right at the end there so like mm. i thought people won't this i think it's about seven minutes so i think people would just i just thought people wouldn't listen to it really and then it would just be a non-kind of track really but like i love it yeah the way i would
1: say what i would say about that and and, and it, it's the same for every artist at the moment um with spotify with things like that is that people if they're discovering a new artist aren't always taken straight away if vocals don't come in quickly and I think that can be a probably a bit of a challenge that way. But I'd say if people discover you first with a song that comes in a bit quicker, <laughs> maybe with the vocals, they'd be, they'd be listening to that and yeah. they'd be like, Oh, fuck it. I was good to stick around and wait for something like this. You know, yeah. I, I love, see, I love instrumentals. So yeah. I would, I'd be a big fan of stuff like that personally, you know? Mm.
2: Yeah. For me too. It's like, yeah, I love, I love all that stuff and then you get, and then it's like a kind of a bonus if there's any vocal or anything at the, at the end, you know? It's also I suppose it's also a bit of a challenge to people as well. It's like like if you don't have the patience for it, then you don't have the patience for us, you know? <laughs> kind of like that, you know? Basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I
1: would definitely recommend people to uh see Lost Gecko Live. Um it's great it's great experience. Uh you're a great performer. Um you're you're all you all gel very well together, is what I would say. Um that's that's great for a band to come together so well so i would recommend people to to check you out when you're around but again you might have to wait people will have to wait a while again to see another live gig from yourselves that's the only unfortunate part you know
2: yeah um well i suppose we do a lot of facebook live yeah um i'm on, i'm going on to, i'm going on tonight after this actually and just to play a few songs
0: Very so
2: good. um yeah we're, we're on there all i'm on there all the time just just to keep the the vocals going as well you know just to practice really um but like when you're practicing under pressure it's just much more exciting
1: yeah yeah um what i would say to you as well is fair juice to you for what you're doing doing music lessons on facebook um i noticed that uh with the ukuleles as well they're, they're very good and um it's great that you're doing that for people that are trying to learn or trying to pick up something over over lockdown as well um what actually did, what, what made you decide to do that in the first place was it to keep yourself busy or to keep just or was it something that you actually thought this is important to do
2: i was sparked by the there was a conversation on rte in the afternoon it was um last week and all these parents are phoning in um from autism really bad adhd kids are just suffering because of the they're closing the schools special needs schools to close the schools and the parents are just at their wits end already mm. i mean like the lessons are not i know they're not suitable for them um, those kind of children or those young people um maybe a few of them but like um it's really difficult i mean there's no way they can function properly online and do homeschooling yeah. so it's just a whole whole section of society plus families plus um brothers and sisters and they're kind of just shoved to the side just because they can't cope with the norm and I just it's really cruel to me. It just felt really cruel. So um there was that it was that and the fact that I can you know if I can do anything, if we can do anything, even if it's a little thing like that, and I'm gonna do it, you know, and just really try and do something productive. I mean, playing Facebook Live's grand, getting loads of views is grand. Yeah. Um, but like that's not what life's about at all, at all, at all. So no. um Uh, just the music lessons is functional it's it's a service and it's free more most importantly it's free i have no problem doing that because like i learned off loads of friends all over the years and i i didn't pick up my guitar from paying guitar lessons i picked up from everyone around me yeah and you know you don't get somebody sitting next to you going to that be a tenor please so um yeah so it's just my it's it's my duty really if i if i can do it and I can pass it on and, you know, I have to, you have to do
1: it. Right. So Exactly. And Malcolm fair play to you for doing that as well, because you know, not, not everyone w- would think of these kind of things. And it, again, it's another, as you say, it's another section of society that you're not thinking of. Uh, parents that have children with um, autism, ADHD, that the schools aren't open for these people. It is very, very tough. It's a tough time, especially during that. There's a yeah, pandemic so and they have that as well. So yeah, look, it's, it's 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 a thing it's it's a little thing to help people it's it's great and it's great that you're doing that so fair play to you for that you know thank you appreciate
2: that
1: thanks Dave. anyway malcolm i'd say we're going to leave it there um thanks so much for coming and talking to me um as i say this i'm sorry okay. this this podcast is up and coming as i say but um you know people like yourself helping me out here um i appreciate an awful lot it's your pleasure well, to talk to men
2: thanks man Thanks so much. Yeah, that was a great chat. Great to chat about music. It means it's a, it's actually a real thing man
1: <laughs> Exactly. But come here, I'll talk to you again soon. Hopefully, we can meet up yeah. for a pint or something when this is all over. All right.
2: Or we'll have a we'll have a Zoom pint.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But take care, <laughs> my man.
2: All right, man, you too.